After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, and all the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces and worshiped before the throne. They worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be to our God forever and ever. Join with heaven and lift your voices and say amen. We bless you, God. Sing holy, holy, holy. Thank you. 
before you the demons run and flee at the mention of your name king of majesty there is no power in happen in people's lives God we want the miracles God we're asking Father please 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 God please God please Lord please Lord send your miracle God we need a miracle we need miracles we need miracles God cry out to the Lord help us pray with us pray with us Lord God we need you we need you we need a moving of your Holy Spirit Jesus we need you God we need a miracle we need, we need miracles, Lord. Holy Spirit, we love you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Sweet, 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 Lord Jesus. Sweet Holy Spirit. Sweet Holy Spirit. Touch every heart today, God, that's listening, God. 
Touch every heart. Minister, God. Let people really, really, really put in that, that desire to know you so much more. So much more. Hear our prayers, Lord. We're so thankful, Lord. So thankful that we can come to this place, God, and worship you, and to serve you, to minister to others, God. And we just pray, Father, for this church. We pray for our pastor, God, and his wife and his family. God, we pray blessings over them, God. Bless them, God, I pray. They are a gift. They are a gift to us. We thank you for that gift. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for this sweet time we've had with you, God. And may it continue for the rest of the service, the rest of the day, for that matter, the rest of our lives, God, as long as we, we're here on earth, God, until we see you face to face. May our worship be ongoing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for every blessing. Thank you for every person here today, God. It's so good to see you all today. It's great that you come out to church and uh, greet a friend around you and say hello. So next up, we're going to have Brother Gary Rayburn. He's a good, long friend of mine. That didn't come out right. <laughs> he's, he is, he's tall. That's better than saying I'm an old friend of yours. He's not old. Or, yeah, he's not an old friend. He's just a really, really good friend. Appreciate it. Lonesome Road Ministries. He'll tell you all about it. Yeah. And so, Gary. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. All right, well, I'm excited about being here. Uh, I, I hope I'm on, am I? Yeah, you are. Because I want everybody to hear what I have to say. <laughs> because uh, let me just say the first thing I want to do is I want to start with a shout. I think we need a shout. I got a lot of uh, Lonesome Road Ministry family in here. Would you all stand up? Yeah. Would, Lonesome Road Ministries, would you uh, give Orchardville Church a shout? <laughs> Thank you. Orchardville Church family, would you stand up? Would you give Lonesome Road Ministry family a shout? All right, that's what I want to hear. You know, Lonesome Road Ministry, we, we got a little work to do to get that loud. We're going to have to bring more people next year. Next year. I hope to be right back here doing the same thing what we're doing. I'll tell you what, uh, the title of my message today is A Net Work. A Net Work. Luke chapter 5. Verses 1 through 11. I was sitting right back there uh, several months ago, and uh, <laughs> Roger Barkley Jr., he's over there, and he, he talked about writing a song one day, and, and he said he was sitting in church, and, and the Lord tapped him on the shoulder and said, write this down. And it was just like, and he, wrote, he said he wrote that song so fast he couldn't keep up with the, what God was giving him. Is that our God? And I was sitting there one day, and it, it was like I heard the voice of the Lord say, write this down. Turn to Luke chapter 5 and write this down. A net dot, 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 work. So I wrote it down. And I thought, well, what am I going to do with this? This is a message. I know it is. And I don't know. I figured it was from one of my radio programs or something like that. So I wrote it down. And started studying these scriptures. And then later on, I asked Rick about bringing a speaker up here from our conference for this day. He said, I'll take it to the deacons. And I, he came back to me and he said, you're the speaker. <laughs> so thank you, Rick. Thank you, deacons. Thank you, Orchardville Church family. Thank you, Lonesome Road Ministry family for for having faith enough to allow me 
to be your speaker today. Allow me to, to help guide all the chaplains and the team of Lonesome Road Ministry across this country. God spoke to me in, in 2015, right after a conference. He woke me up at 2.35 in the morning with hot tears coming down in my ears. And God said, I'm going to use you and people that are willing to be used to stretch a net across America. I thought, wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. And God is actually doing that. Lonesome Road Ministry, we just started a brand new radio station, just getting ready to launch it, lonesomeroadradio.com. And we plan on using Orchardville Church music, Orchardville Church preaching, Orchardville Church testimonies to send out all across this country, around this area, whoever. We're going to reach whoever, whenever, and however. Amen. And, and the, the, most of you know I've, I've done a CD ministry for, well, I started out doing a cassette tape ministry in 2000, moved to CD ministry, then podcast, then radio programs, and now we've started our own radio station. God just keeps raising us up to higher and higher and higher levels if, if we will just allow him to. And that's, that's what I want to share with you today. And, uh, oh, mercy, let me pray. Father, help me, Lord, to give this message the way you give it to me. Lord, help me not to stumble over my tongue and help me to share this message, simple message that you have for your people. And Lord, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. In uh, Luke, Luke chapter 5, verse 1, it reads, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the Sea of Galilee and saw, and he saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and asked that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and talked to people out of the ship. And I, I love this scripture. Uh, I've, I've read it over and over and over and over. And God just speaks to me every time I read it. But this, this first verse, and he came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, pressed upon him, to hear the word of God. What does that mean? That means people are coming and pressing close because they've got Jesus is there and he's got something for them and they got to get close. You got to get in the word. You got to press in when God is speaking to you because he has something for you to do. He has something for you to tell. He has something for you to say. He wants to send you out to reach family, friends, and neighbors. And that's, man, pressing in, pressing in. Have you ever worked on a toilet stool? <laughs> the only way to work on that thing is you've got to hug it. You've got to get close. I mean, you've got to get around that thing and work on it. You know what I'm talking about. You've done it. And that's what God wants from each and every one of us. He wants us to press in, to get close, to hug him Amen. and let him whisper in our ear. God loves us. He wants to use us. He wants us to do amazing things in our lives. And that's what God has brought me here today to tell you. Press in. Find out what God is speaking to you. You've got to get close. You've got to get in this word. You've got to study. You've got to hear the word of God. Because he wants, he's speaking all the time. 2.30 in the morning is a great time to, for God to get your attention because Ain't nothing going on except sleep. And he'll wake you up and he'll speak to you and give you a word that you need to do. He's done it to me several times. I know he's done it to several people in here. Press in, get alone with God and listen and see what he has for you. Man, I tell you, it's, it's so good. It's so good. 
pressing in. So he, he entered into the Simon's fishing boat. <laughs> I, like to, I like to put myself in this picture when I read the Bible. I like to put myself right in there. Simon Peter, man, he was something. But I, <laughs> God's dealt with me. He, sometimes God says, you're really something. <laughs> you ain't listening. You ain't doing what I'm telling you to do. You're trying to do it your way. When we do it our way, it doesn't work. So we got to listen. We got to do what he says. And so Jesus was teaching from the boat. Now when he had finished speaking, he, sat, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. That's what God is telling each one of us today. We got to launch out. There's a whole sea full of people all around us that aren't in church. Family, our friends, our neighbors. There's a whole sea full of people all across this country that aren't in church. And that's what our church does. We are a church on the road. We take the message to the people right where they're at through our CDs, our radio, our podcast. And now we've come up with a new, new idea right here. And these are called trading cards. And it's, it's going to be a CD on steroids is what it's going to be. Amen, this is going to reach people. It's got a little QR code, one of them squiggly things back here. You scan it with your phone and everybody's got their phone in their hand anymore. They're, we're going to reach people all across the country. We've reached, I don't know, well, God is using this ministry to reach a lot of people. Let me read this scripture. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. We've all said that, ain't we? God, I was in church Sunday. What, do you, what, what, what else do you want me to do? I'm here every Sunday. Well, what about Wednesday? Or what about Monday? Or Tuesday? You know, a once a week Christian makes for a weak Christian. So we got to be in the Bible, in the Word, pressing on, pressing out every day of the week. God wants a seven-day-a-week Christian. But we say, nevertheless. <laughs> so, and Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will cast down my net. And when they had done this, they caught a great multitude of fishes until their nets were breaking. And they beckoned under their partners. That's something else I found God wants to use us, but we can't do it alone. It takes all of us working together. And that's where the three-fold cord conference came in. We, we, we founded that three-fold cord conference uh, in 2013. This is year nine for our conference. And God just keeps reaching out, and we're bringing people in from all over this country we have a program that's called Channel 21 Ministries, and that's a chaplain program. We turn these people, these people, right here, into chaplains out on the road. People that are calling in and getting saved and wanting to know what's next. We've got a program for them. We want to turn them into fishermen out on the road, right where they're at. And that's what we do with our ministry. We reach people all over this country. There's three boxes full of letters that I've received from people all over this country that have gotten saved, that are need prayer, that just love the ministry and want to, want to be part of it. And that's what we got to do. Man, I tell you, we can do it. We can do it. But it takes all of us working together. It takes partners. And that's what Lonesome Road has today. It has our partners that have come all over, from all over the country to be with us in this conference, this three-day conference that we have here every year. Uh, we've got people from Louisiana, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Indiana, uh, Kentucky. Where else? Carolina. Missouri. Missouri. South Carolina. South Carolina. Chris. Chris. Chris, Illinois. <laughs> 
Fred's my, Fred's my partner in the ministry now. He's joined me, and he's been helping me with the radio programs that we're doing. So, yeah, it's, it's good. you got to have partners. you got to have help. Pastor Rick can't do it alone. He's got a load on him right now. He needs all of us to get behind him and help him and lift up his arms like we, we seen the other day. We got to do that. We got to partner with him. We got to help Rick do what God has called him to do. He needs us as partners and we need him. So let me read on. And they beckoned to their partners which were in the other ships that they should come and help them help them. And they came and filled both the ships <laughs> so full that they began to sink. That's what we can do. This is right here is so full. That's, that's a net full of people right there. And that's what we can do right here together, working together. We can do that. I love this part right here. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at all that were with him at the catch of fish which had been taken. What I see there, when I put myself in that picture right there, I see Simon Peter coming face to face with Jesus Christ. And that's where each and every one of us have to find ourselves. I'll tell you about the time I came face to face with Jesus Christ. On August 13th, 1995, 20, how many years ago is that? Somebody help me with my math. 27? 27 years ago, I was a 43-year-old drug addict, alcoholic, looking for a place to drive right out of this world in a semi-truck. I had no hope, no hope. But my wife, Linda, prayed for me. She, pray she even called the 700 Club and had them pray for me. <laughs> there's power, there's power, power in prayer. So we gotta keep praying. We gotta keep praying for our loved ones that are hurting that are lost, that are sick, that are ill, that are away from God, whatever. We got to keep praying. Linda went to start going to a little church down here on 10 Post Oak. And she got that church praying for me. And before I knew it, I, I mean, our marriage was falling apart. It was so bad that I don't know how she put up with me. But she kept praying, got that church to praying. And the next thing I knew, I thought, well, I think I'll just go to church with you one day. I didn't know what else to do. And so I walked in that church August, uh, back in August of 95. And the first thing I seen was a picture of Jesus hanging on the wall. I love that picture of Jesus because what it does, it puts conviction on a sinner's heart. And that's what it did to me. It gripped my heart when I walked in that door. And when I got through the foyer and it didn't fall in, <laughs> you know, that's what we all say. If I ever go to church, it'd fall in, right? Well, it didn't. And I sat down in there and I started listening to that preacher and I got under conviction. When you get under conviction, you got to do one or two things. You either got to Go to the altar and get saved, or you got to run out the back door. Right, Aaron? You've been there. We've all been there. And I ran out the back door, and I decided I didn't want to go. I, church wasn't for me. And so I left, and I went home and went back to the way I was, and our marriage got so bad that Linda, me and her, got in a huge fight August 12th, 1995. And... Uh, I told her, just get out. I'm done. Our marriage is over. And she left. But she went to that preacher's house, Russ Beatles. And he called me up that night and said, can I come down and talk to you? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure you can. I liked Russ. He was a nice guy. And he 
So I told him he could come down. And he came down and he sat down beside of me and he said, I've got a little track here, a little book. Can I read this book to you? And I looked at the book and it wasn't very big, so I thought, yeah, go ahead, man, this won't take long. (laughs) (laughs) And he read it to me and the little book was a track called Eternal Life. And it laid out the whole plan of salvation. And at the end of that book was a little prayer and Russ said if you'll say this prayer with me God will save you right now you want to do that and I said no that ain't for me and he said okay he just folded up the book handed it to me and left and I thought wow that was easy (laughs) and then the next morning I got up in my got my semi I was headed up to northern Illinois and uh I took off and I got over about Nashville, Illinois, and I just started crying. And I didn't, I didn't even know what I was crying about. And, I, and then I started talking to God. And then I heard myself talking to God and I thought, I don't even know if there is a God, you know? I don't know what, what's going on here. Lord, if you're up there, if you're listening, then give me a sign. Prove to me that you're real. And I drove on up the road and it was just getting daylight. And I'd quit crying. And I looked out in the field and there's a little bitty wore out blue sign that said, Christ is the answer. And when I seen that, I thought, well, that's a sign from God. That's what I asked for. And then the devil got involved. That, you've seen the cartoon with the devil on one shoulder and angel on the other. That's just the way it was. That devil popped up and he said, that's not from God. That sign's been out there forever. So wore out blue sign. He said, besides that, when you asked for a sign, you didn't mean you wanted a sign. I said, yeah, that's right. You ever agree with the devil? (laughs) I think we all have. I said, yeah, that's right. That's not what I asked for. So I started talking to God again. I said, God, when I asked for a sign, I didn't mean I wanted a sign. I mean, I want something else, something real, something that will prove to me that you're real. And I drove on up the road, and, and uh, a little white bus came up beside of me, a little church bus. And a lady looked up at me, and I looked down at her, and our eyes locked. I can still see her face today. And she rolled down her window and went like that with her thumb, just pointed up to the sky. And I thought, well, what, what's that all? What's that supposed to mean? And then as a, as a van went by, I seen it was a church van. I said, well, God sent a church lady. You tell me he's up there and he's listening to me. <laughs> and the devil popped up again. And he said, she's not from God. I'm, she's a church lady. She ought to be in church today. It's Sunday. I said, yeah, you ever agree with the devil? I agreed with him again. You know what she was doing, right? She was out picking up people, taking them to church. I didn't know. I wasn't a church person. And so I drove on up the road and I started talking to God. And I said, God, when I asked for something else, I needed something big. Something that will prove to me that you're real. And so I got on up to my destination. I got unloaded and and, uh, I sat up there on on a five-gallon bucket watching that little pump go round and round, pumping off a load of dynamite uh, out of a tank and talking to God and saying, God, I got to have something else, something big. You know, I I expected maybe a lightning bolt to come down out of the sky or something. I'd know that was from God, but nothing happened. And I got unloaded and I, I took off and I went a different way. I went through Rockford, Illinois and driving through Rockford, Illinois that, that afternoon, this was, I'd been wrestling with God for hours and hours and hours. Driving through Rockford, I said, God, I've got to know if you're real. You've got to prove it to me. I need something big, something from you. And I headed south on I-39, and I got down there about the Illinois River, and I looked out in the field, and there was a sign, a big sign. And on this sign was the face of Jesus Christ. He had a crown of thorns. He had blood dripping off of him. And he was pointing at me like that right there. Blood dripping off his finger. And I looked at that 
face of Jesus Christ, and I looked at that sign, and it read, this one's for you. When I looked in the face of Jesus and I read that sign and I knew that that was God speaking to me. He had proved to me that he was real. And I tried to remember that little prayer that Russ Beatles brought me, that little gospel. I couldn't remember how it went. I didn't, so I just started talking to God and I just asked him to please come into my heart. Please save me. I said, God, I'll do anything you want me to do. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. I'll say anything you want me to say if you'll just save me. And God come into my life at 65 miles an hour and saved me and it felt like I was floating. And I floated on home. <laughs> I remember getting off the exit there at Mount Vernon, Illinois. <clears throat> and uh, when, I, when I got off that exit, the devil spoke to me. You ever listen to the devil? <laughs> I have. He said, God didn't save you out there. He said, don't tell anybody this. They're not going to believe you and they're going to laugh at you. And I thought, well, that's probably true. And uh, I said, I'm not sure I believe what just happened. And so I went on home. And I got home that night, <clears throat> and uh, Linda was already in bed. It was late at night. I, I just left at 4 o'clock in the morning. I got home about 10 o'clock that night, and I wrestled with God all the way to the Illinois River until he saved me. And I got home, and she was in bed, and I went to bed. And I got up the next morning, and Linda was in the kitchen when I got up, and I walked in the kitchen, and she said, uh, what's going on? I said, what do you mean? She said, there's something different about you. I said, I got saved. <laughs> I've been telling everybody ever since what happened to me. I ain't listening to that devil no more. Amen. Amen. He is, he's a liar. He's a thief. He's come to kill, steal, and destroy. But the good news of that verse is Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. And man, have I got abundant life now. God has saved me, set my feet upon the rock, established my going, and I ain't quitting. There's no place to quit. I remember going to that church after I got saved and, and Russ Beatles would preach. Man, could he preach. You know Carter. Yeah, he was a preacher, wasn't he? And he could preach. And he, he was always talking about this man called Jesus. And I kept thinking, man, I met him out on the highway. I know what he's talking about now. But he preached a message one day in, uh, it's, uh, in Matthew chapter 13. And I just want to read a little bit of it to you. I can't, I'm not going to preach his message because I, I don't remember all the message. I just remember one thing that he said in there and it changed my life. But he talked about the parable of the sower. And so the, and it, let's see, am I in the right verse? Yeah. I'll just go down here. Behold, a sower went forth and sowed. And when he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness. And then down to verse 8. But other, other seed fell on good ground and brought forth fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some 30-fold, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. And that day, when Russ preached that message, I was on the second row, I believe it was. I think we were second row Baptists. <laughs> and when he was preaching that message, I was sitting on the edge of my seat. I was pressing in. I wanted to hear what this man of God had to say to me because God speaks through preachers, right. teachers, and reachers. Amen. And I'm a reacher. But God wants to use each of us. And I pressed in, and I got on the edge of my seat, and I heard every word he said. And here's what he said in this message. He said, you get to choose which ground are you going to be. 
Oh, that's a no-brainer. I said, Lord, make me that fertile ground. I want to be fertile ground. I want to make a difference everywhere I go out on the road. I want to reach truck drivers out on the road. I want to be that person that you've sent out to reach those that are hurting, those that are lost. You know, there's, I've heard it say that, said that there's, uh, say said, I've heard it said that there's 8 million truck drivers out on the road. That may be true, I don't know. Let's just say it is. If there's 8 million truck drivers out on the road, every one of them's got family at home. And I hear from family, I hear from truck drivers. I, God, when I cried that prayer that day and said, God, make me fertile ground. You know, that was in 1995. And you would have thought the next day I'd be out preaching the gospel. But in 1999, God spoke to me and told me to start a tape ministry. That's what I've called you to do. So I started a cassette tape ministry a year later. <laughs> you'd think you'd start it the next day, wouldn't you? But it took me a year to surrender because I knew I wasn't capable. I knew I couldn't do it. But when we find out that we can't do it, but God can do it through us, that's when he will use us. And since that day, we have been spreading the gospel all across this country with our tape ministry, started out a cassette tape, then it came to CD ministry, then I came here and we, Orchardville Church got behind us and we started a CD ministry here and then I went to Carmine, started another CD ministry, now I'm back, back home where God plants me. He's given me a new home. Uh, we bought the church down there at Keene's, Illinois, across from the post office. And when I bought it, I had no money. I said, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know where I'm supposed to. And before I could go borrow the money to pay for it, people from all over the country were sending donations. Yeah. And it was paid for, paid in full. Yeah. Not only paid for it, We completely remodeled it, and all that's paid for. We needed a, a, a TV screens for our, our sanctuary, and uh, I was trying to figure out how to do that, and me and Carden was talking about it. And uh, it was the next day, the, uh, got a check for $1,500 in the mail. And then that following Sunday, his dad came and brought me $3,000, said, I read your article in the magazine about your ministry. He said, looks to me like you need some help. <laughs> I said, boy, do I need help. <laughs> and he just brought that check because God told him to. So many people have been involved in this ministry. It's unbelievable. And I thought I would read these letters to you. Is that all right, Pastor? <laughs> One at a time, yeah. Or... I could just play an audio clip that I have of people that have called in and talked about our ministry, given their heart to the Lord. Uh, go ahead and play that clip. I won't read the letters. Hey, Gary, my name is Mark, and I'm a truck driver. And this morning, somebody handed me CDs. And I listened to them, and I would love to talk to somebody. I'm on the road, and, and if someone could call and talk to me, I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, how you doing, uh, Brother Gary? My name's Anthony, and uh, I just called to tell you I sure appreciate y'all's ministry. I was driving down Henry Tate 81 here and listening to one of y'all's uh, CDs here, Free in Christ. It's about that uh, Brother Tony McMillan testimony, and it uh, <coughs> sure has uh, been a blessing to me there. But uh, y'all keep up the good work.
first guy, his name was Mark, and, and him, he got saved, he called me, and uh, <laughs> the guys called me up, and they leave me this message, and then I call him back, and I asked him what happened that day, and he said, I give my heart to the Lord, <laughs> and after I <clears throat> talked to him, I talked to him sometime later, and he went home, told his wife what had happened, and she gave her heart to the Lord, and they're both in church. Uh, the next guy, Anthony, he went, Whew. I asked him what that meant. He said, I give my heart to Jesus listening to Tony Mack on the CD. <laughs> and then there was uh, <clears throat> the, the other guy uh, there at the end, Steve, he talked, or uh, the guy that talked about seven getting saved. Steve, he, he gave his heart to the Lord. That was pretty obvious there. He, he blurted it right out. He was free, free at last. Free, free at last. And then the, the last guy, seven people listened to one CD and got saved. Him, his wife, both of his, their kids, and then he talked. He started handing them to other people. Three dispatchers in his trucking company got saved. And that's, that's what this is all about, is reaching people all across the country. And we've got a new work. CDs are leaving, so we're starting a new thing, and it's, it's these cards here. And these are available for whosoever that wants to take one. And it, it's just got testimonies and preaching on it. And you've got a little squiggly thing on the back. You scan that with your phone. That seems to be the new age of, uh, to turn over up here, <laughs> new age of uh, way to reach people. But So that's, that's the message that God laid on my heart to bring to you today. I, we need help. We do. You need help. We need help. If we work together, man, I tell you, we can reach a, a boatload of people. It'll, <laughs> we, we can lead, reach a lot more people working together than we can trying to do it by ourselves. So today, is the message is really simple. You get to choose. Which ground are you going to be? Man, that's a no-brainer. I want to be that fertile ground. I want God to use me to make a difference in somebody's life. And if, if we cry out to him, if we just cry out to him. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, Pastor Jake, and we're going to have an altar call. And if you want to be that fertile ground, or if you just want to pray for Pastor Rick and his family, if you want to pray, there's plenty of people to pray for in these boxes, in this. We all have family members that are hurting, lost, whatever. Pastor. Brother Gary's grandson and my kids play together all the time. They're always at each other's houses. It's a, I didn't even know all that about you, man. That's, that's a great story. That's a great testimony. Um, the verses that kept coming up in my mind while he was speaking that the fields are ripe for harvest. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to raise up laborers. That, that's us. We got we to gotta rise up and be those laborers. The, and, and just having a heart like that to say, make me that fertile ground. That's powerful. That's all God's looking for. And uh, really encouraged by that, Brother Gary. Good job, man. That was great. We're going to go into an altar time. I just feel like we need to pray for people. Um, maybe, maybe you're here today and you say, I want to be that fertile ground. We want to pray for you. Send you out of here so you can reach people for Jesus. Empower you to do so. Um, maybe you just need to press in to the Lord. That was a great analogy with the toilet. That was fresh in my mind. <laughs> You got to wrestle with the Lord a little bit. Maybe that's you today. We want to pray for you, all right? We want to, maybe that's not you at all. Maybe you need God's healing touch or something like that. We just want to pray for you, all right? We want to have that same sweet spirit that we've had all morning long once again, all right? So we're going to open up the altars and we'll go into a time of communion here at the end, all right?
stand with me?